Budget is one hundred and six point two million. Gross is not there because Netflix. <laughs> the Rotten Tomato <laughs> score. <laughs> Nerd on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but by golly gee, you deserve it. And where every <laughs> level of nerd are welcome. Oakley Doakley listenerinos. From 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 Elf Town, from Orkville, from Humans Plate Placer. I don't know the names are all wow. Mm-hmm. Um but um, we're going to jump into and get introducing to the, the topic of the day. You know what I'm saying? Your English so good right now. My very English nice. very good right now. Um, but as Neil Gaiman said, fiction is the lie that tells the truth. Straight from South Central LA, David Ayer takes his signature hard streets drama into the land of fantasy. Today, we fulfill a listener's episode request, and this listener is uh, Mr. Chase Roden, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing Roden, Rodden correctly. Please uh, let me know in the comments below, baby, if that's wrong. They're active I like to on pronounce our social media. What's up, exactly. Chase? What's up? Hey. Um, and and they, they, they emailed us um, for this request saying, I recently watched the film Bright on Netflix and enjoyed it better the second time. I was wondering if maybe you guys would do a podcast on the film one day. I'd love you guys forever and always if you did. So cash the check, Chase. <laughs> love us every day forever. <laughs> I and, will. Uh, uh, <laughs> I do want to make a shout out real a quick. Note of um, this. Yeah. We do hear the requests. Uh, if you want to submit topic requests, go on over to our website, nerdon.tv backslash contact. There is a contact sheet and send them over. We do. We, we save them all. So when we are sitting down to figure out what our topics are we look at that we always look at it and be like okay this would fit perfectly right here so thank you chase so much and thank you for everybody who has sent in topic requests yeah you want us to watch teletubbies you want us to watch that weird niche french film you thought of like or five hot years rod ago? or nope not that yeah, one though. or hot but rod. yeah go to our website and fill out that form and let us know <laughs> teletubbies or hot I, rod I've, I, my brain works in mysterious ways <laughs> you uh, started something Yes. I don't. I regret it immediately. <laughs> um, but yes, the the marquee topic is Netflix bright film. Um, let's introduce the host. Uh, my name is Tom. I'm Caitlin. And I am Josh. And this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerdon Nation. That is powered by a Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the Nerdon Nation, you do get fun perks like uh, early access to these episodes. You get bonus episodes that nobody else hears. You Just get you. access to secret channels on the secret Discord server. I mean, it's not really that secret. It's I mean, it's open it's to the public, but you get secret, secret servers. Channels. It's like um, Clark Kent secret identity. Everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> There's all sorts glasses, of fun perks. But it's like, it's a, yeah. is that him? Hmm. Yeah, it's him. But uh, yeah, check that out. Nerdon.io backslash Patreon. And check out that Discord. Nerdon.io backslash Discord. And a huge shout out to our partners, Apogee Electronics, who provided us with these microphones. The hype mic. The ultimate podcasting microphone. Do check it out. I cannot recommend their podcast, uh, this microphone, so much, and their podcast, 
Clear Mountain Domain. Oh, yeah. Uh, check it out. Yeah, uh, it's a really wonderful good, podcast with amazing stories from the music industry, from Bob Clear Mountain, who is a legend. A legend. Um, but check that out. Um, and a huge shout out to Odyssey Headphones, who have recognized... <laughs> Yeah, who check have it out. Officially recognize our statement. <laughs> if your ears were mouths, they'd taste like they'd butter. They'd taste like butter. Go we'll check out their the social internet. media. It is real. <laughs> Look for it. It's Just last week, Tom was like, forever. if they do that, <laughs> I'm going to fire their marketing manager. And you know what? They did it. So everyone out there, tell them who sent you there when you say, just say, just do hashtag taste like butter. Taste yes. like butter. I do hashtag like that on one like of butter. their posts, it was hashtag butter. Well, I thought oh, uh, mm. that was hashtag nerd, hashtag butter. I'm like, nerd butter? Nerd. <laughs> no. That's uh, my kind of language. Walk away. Walk away. No. Next segment. Wait, wait. so good. I'm done with okay. housekeeping. Move yep. on. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Um, so, holy poop. You know, I feel like it's been such a long time since we've actually done um, one of these episodes where um, at the end of it, we are actually going to rate it. <gasps> um, so that's going to bring us into our next two topics or uh, uh, segments of the show. Which, um, so again, we're going to rate at the end of the show, which is going to bring us now to Guess That Grump. Guess and the Grump. You got to guess. Guess, guess, get it, 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 Grump. I want everyone to know that Bright, the film, has like heavy metal punk stuff. And then Caitlin just turned it to Carmen Sandiego for some reason. You're welcome. But uh, so, yes, if you're brand new to the show, um, uh, Guess That Grump is going to be a segment where we are going to go around the digital screens um, because it's also on video. And we are going to guess who is going to have the lowest score out of zero out of five. Yeah, I did. And uh, no matter how high the number is, because it typically tends to be with this uh, particular group, um, they are going to be the grump for the week. And if um, Corey was joining us today, which he normally does, but this time he's uh, what Josh says dealing with dealing with family, um, mm-hmm. and uh, no, actually he's celebrating his life, which is something we should also do with our lives. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, how dare were... you make that so syrupy sweet out of I nowhere? Have, how dare you, Tom? Uh, I actually have uh, the Nerd on Nation votes. Ooh, um, there it is. I was <gasps> just hopefully buying time to explain that, but thank you for saving the day, Josh. What can the Nerd on Nation people do to get involved with the Grump? The Nerd On Nation members, uh, we do post uh, polls for when we are going to be able to do Guess That Grump, and you have the opportunity to participate in the Guess That Grump. But uh, should we make our host guests first? Yes, we should. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll go first since that never changes, and it's a very stagnant uh, script that I read off of. Um, And I'm going to guess Caitlin is going to be the grump. Okay. Okay. You, real quick, everyone, pull out, pull, pull, okay. pull back the veil, pull back the veil. She was like, "Did Tom suggest this episode?" She said it just like that. She said it as if she was like an anime antagonist. Who I kill? When I love when I said, "Did Tom suggest this episode?" It's like, "Did Tom suggest this episode?" Just there like you go. that. See? I feel That's like those are two different. She she said it as if she was Sindel from Mortal Kombat, <laughs> which she has played before, and uh, it affects me and offends me. <laughs> And I'm melting as we speak. If you're watching the video version, I hope you can see Caitlin's like just aghast, like. But why? What have I done to you? What did I do to offend you in such a way? What did I do? What did I do? Huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand. Anyway, um, all right, Tom. I actually thought it was gonna be you, 
So oh. the spiteful vote. <laughs> um, I, no, I, this was my pick all along. Oh. Actually, <laughs> still spiteful. Just it's a barn burner, Josh. One vote for Tom. One vote for Caitlin. Oh man, um, I am going to give it to. I'm going to give it to Caitlin. Ooh. I and can feel it coming. The Nerd On Nation here tonight. has voted. And it is a vote for mainly Caitlin. What? <laughs> and uh, one vote on Tom. So mainly yeah, I'm gonna Caitlin. Say two for Tom, wow. one, three for Caitlin, one for Man. None, none for Josh. I feel like I'm like getting roasted. It's you so are. hot. I got to put on some more chapstick. <laughs> Jeez. She had a little is bit of pepper. Is it getting hot in here or is it just my lips? It's she just some... the, the amount of roast that I'm receiving. <laughs> she has some fresh cracked pe- pepper on her eggs. Pepper. That's too spicy. Tama also, just so y'all know. Um, so that tells us who's going to go first in terms of revealing our rating numbers. So Josh will go first, then me, then Caitlin. Um, next, our segment will be um, our complete spoiler of that, which is our initial reactions, a.k.a. our first impressions of the film, um, which will give a little insight into our rating. So how about you, Caitlin, since it's so highly contested of why it shouldn't be you? So all I had heard about this movie for the longest time it was, was that... Huh? <laughs> it was I, I mean, yes, that is the name of the film. But, but that people weren't fond of it, and I didn't know why. Um, I saw it, and I was I got pretty hooked in. Critics times. weren't fond. I was of it. gonna people say there's a there's a huge. Uh, uh, the people I knew were not fond of uh, it. Critics. So <laughs> the, <laughs> the the people within my circle at the time that it came out uh, were were not uh, huge huge fans of it. Let's just say that. Um, but having watched it now, there's a lot about it that I really liked. There's um, there are a couple things about it that I wish would have come across differently, um, but so many of the characters were really cool, and like I wish that we had had a little more time with them. Um, so I'm gonna leave it that surface level for now because we're right. gonna get into a lot. Yeah, because we're still in spoiler-free, spoiler-free uh, city, territory. city, city, city limits. Yep. I just gotta keep Population it, you know. three. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Josh, Josh, you want to go? No, Josh. I talk too much. He said Josh faster. Oh, okay. Um, I remember seeing the trailers for this and I was super excited because you've got things that I I like. I like gritty, um, like kind of uh, cop movies, um, that kind of grittiness. And then you've got fantasy and you put them together and I'm like, pick you, Josh. Huh? There's a reason we didn't pick you, Josh. Oh, you don't know that. Do you um, like eggs and grits? But also, um, a, a friend of mine is friends with Max Landis. And mm. so when oh. I saw this announced, I was like, fucking Max Landis just selling all his scripts and all that kind of stuff. So when I saw it, I um, I liked it. I liked it. There are things that, that was, I'm... That's just such a question mark. Um. We'll get into it later. I there was a lot about it that I really liked. That I was like, "Yes, that's so cool. That is a really neat idea. That is so cool." Um, I liked it. I liked he it. says with his hands up and brows furrowed. Very <laughs> succinct. 
Um, so last for me, uh, I remember seeing this and I remember this coming out, I believe right after Suicide Squad. Oh. Um, and I was just like, there, there's this interesting thing that happens with comic book tentpole films is that the mm-hmm. director will like just turn around and make another film that's just like not it at all. Like yeah. I remember yeah. when like Christopher Nolan was like, okay, cool. Batman Begins and now Magic People. And I was like, cool, Dark Knight. And now your brain is a crime scene. It's like, excuse what what is happening? And then so like, you know, comparatively to that is like um, John Favreau. Here's Iron Man. Now Jungle Book. It's like, okay, all right. I, I kind of see it, baby, but I, I don't know. Um, and yeah. uh, so David Ayer, um, you know, and I actually worked on the set for Suicide Squad for a little bit of the additional photography. And um, got to meet the dude on several occasions. He's a really nice guy. Um, but I, I realized after watching this, like, the fi- the kind of movie or film that, like, is kind of presented a lot of the time makes me just be like, ugh, I don't want to watch these kind of things. Mm. And then when I start watching it, I'm just like, man, this shit just represent the culture. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just always into it because, like, and this happened since Harsh Times. Um, that was, like, the first David Ayer film that I was like, okay, this is, like, a a really, you know, not a great world to live in. And this is why it is. And, you know, he has a, a formula. He has a style where it's always, like, the two characters that are, like, outside of whatever system they're in. So Driving. Like, like, cops and, you know, drugs and gangs and stuff like that. And, you know, he wrote, um, I think he wrote Training Day. And he also wrote um, yeah. SWAT and also wrote um, Street Kings. And I and I think he wrote the the first Fast and Furious. Or And I was just like, so there's a lot of L.A. love that he has. And. You know, he also has a military background. I think so, I like, read he lived in South Central for a little bit. He ran away from home and lived with South Cent- in South Central with his like his cousins or something. Oh mm-hmm. wow! So like he fully indoctrinated into like L.A. lifestyle, which was like it's cool to see that at like you know the nth degree. If like you got Boz Lerman who's like emotions, you have <laughs> David Ayer who's like L.A. and it's like okay, oh, oh yeah, yeah, we get it, baby, we get it, baby. <laughs> Um, cause you always see that same LA bridge, you know, the one I'm talking about the, yep. between Frogtown and downtown. Um, so, uh, yeah, I when watching this. I, I watched it on a whim the first time I watched it. And it was because my mom only likes action movies that melt your brain and you don't inter- interact with it. And oh. so we we're, I think it was during Thanksgiving or Christmas. And I was like, you want to watch this? And she's like, sure. And I watched it and I was like, oh, it's not that bad. And then me being a divorced kid, uh, like a children, a child of divorced parents, I had to spend the next part of the holiday at my dad's place. Mm-hmm. Guess what he wanted to watch? Bright. Bright. So I was like, well, I'm getting a double feature of the same movie. Um, but no, I walked away. Um, you know, there's a lot to love. There's a lot of things you can critique out of it. But it's kind of, you have to ask yourself, what does the film want to achieve? And what does it want to be? Versus yeah. what do you want it to be? Um, and where it can go versus what it wants to go. So yeah. um, I, I, mean, they, I think like it's also... I'm I'm sorry, Tom, but uh, like cool. if you go through like um, like IMDb and any time, like even when it first dropped, the the reviews were very like I, I mean it was like audience super high, critics very low, and for me, I enjoyed it, and I didn't understand like even going through reading reviews of like oh I didn't I didn't feel that way. So it's just very interesting to just see the stark contrast of how people feel about it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of 
Yeah, and we'll, we'll get into it, and I want to talk about it later uh, when we get into the breakdown of everything. Um, because I, I, you know, delved into a handful of video essays that just did nothing but shit all over it. And I'm just like, I agree, but also I disagree because I think you're being just facetious to be facetious. Um, so that brings us to our next two parts, which are going to be our brief um, synopsis and then also our production. And I did not, dis- we did not decide who's going to do the brief synopsis. So Josh, do you want to do it or no? Oh golly! Uh, let me uh, let me gather it. Um, <laughs> um, and everyone at home, just to let you know, this is still a uh, spoiler-free, so the brief synopsis will not, you know, relinquish any information that destroys the plot of the film. But you can go watch it on your uh, local streaming service, aka Netflix, if you got right. the Skrilla for that. I I have it. Noise. Uh-huh. In an alternate present day, humans, orcs, elves, and fairies have been coexisting since the beginning of time. Two police officers, one a human, the other an orc, embark on a routine night patrol that will alter the future of their world as they know it. Battling both their own personal differences as well as an onslaught of enemies, they must work together to protect a young female elf and a thought-to-be-forgotten relic, which in the wrong hands could destroy everything. (laughs) Um, Cool. So, yeah, uh, we'll we'll move on from that. Go on to the uh, production. Okay. So this was distributed by Netflix, um, who have done Beasts of No Nation, Roma, and Okja. The director was David Ayer, who did End of Watch, Fury, Tax Collector. Uh, The producers are Eric Newman, who did Dawn of the Dead, Children of Men, In Time, Brian Unklis, who did uh, Hunger Games, I, Tanya, Birds of Prey, uh, Ted Sarandos, who did Okja, Death Note, and The Do-Over. And the writer for this was Max Landis, as we have said in a, a little bit earlier, who did American Ultra, Chronicle, and Mr. Right. The cast includes Will Smith, who you know from Men in Black, I Am Legend, Hancock, Joel Edgerton, who did Warrior Loving, Boy Erased, uh, Numi Rapace, who did Prometheus, the Millennium series, Sherlock Holmes, Game of Shadows, Lucy Fry from 112263, Mr. Church, The Preppy Connection, Edgar Ramirez from Domino, Gold, and Point Break, Break. <laughs> and Ike Barinholtz from The Hunt, The Lego Movie, The Second Part, and Neighbors. Uh, the release date was December 22nd, 2017. Runtime is 118 minutes. The budget is $106.2 million. Gross is not there because Netflix... Um, the Rotten Tomato <laughs> score. Uh, <laughs> because reasons. <laughs> because Netflix. Uh, uh, Rotten Tomato score is 23% for critics and 83% for the audience. So that's a pretty big gap I, I wanna, for I what wanna, people think of it. I want to create some quantification because the, you know, Netflix doesn't release like, oh, the numbers, but they say like how many people watched it on opening weekends. And I think they said it was over 100 million. No, 100 thousand viewers were watching it that day so mm. whatever it was it was equivalent to having an opening weekend of like 150 180 million wow um, okay but it was and also enough for them to order a sequel pretty a sequel. soon after mm-hmm. so Wait, did, is that still happening yeah it was probably in production they announced the um well they they announced that they're in um negotiations with a director all right um okay. and then the, also with the critics response it is a hundred and nine critics, and then 19,380 <gasps> audience who put in that thing. Oh. So when I said, Caitlin, your friends probably are critics because it's overwhelmingly how many 
audience members liked it compared to how many non-audience members or that's fair members. yeah um that's fair it's, it's very interesting and we'll, we'll get into it very uh shortly so um yeah that's all it for the spoiler free city limits now we are in spoiler gonna, full it's county good it's gonna get um heavy go, with spoilers yes we're gonna go in uh do our favorite parts our favorite characters and uh our qualms and then we'll finally rate it but then we're, this is a chance for us to dive in so who wants to jump in baby oh man the elves Okay. And they come into the uh, the titty bar and they start wrecking people. And they're just like federal agents are like tissue paper, ripping through everybody. They got that like serious, serious, like you don't even matter to me face going on, marching through everything and those clunky heels. I love that they uh, dubbed Beverly Hills as elf, <laughs> as well, elf country. I, yeah, of like, <laughs> I know. I, it, it was... I kind of enjoy it because, I mean, obviously the film is trying to have a little bit of a racial conversation of like the disparity between different neighborhoods and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And like having, you know, we're not, us people who live in LA are no stranger to Beverly Hills, but me having worked there for like a considerable amount of time and seeing like, just like, like when I worked there and I was getting paid like a lot more money than I'm getting paid now, like having a $30 lunch every day wasn't weird. Yeah. It was like, wow. which is insane. I was like, yeah. wow, like this is what money is like. And then, <laughs> yeah. like, and 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 you know, like n- like going into parking structures, like parking for work. You know, I was like, okay, you could park in the parking structure, then you go into your building. It's like, no, you just stop, and then someone valets your car. And I'm like, that's a that's normal, and you yeah. pay for that every month and it's like over so you don't have to walk an extra 10 to 15 minutes Tom. it's it's crazy because to me i and and people who listen who know me personally are always like hey yo what's the parking situation like because i don't i hate having to find parking to go Mm -hmm. to a function and do something so it's hard uh, elf town being being uh beverly hills is 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 uh very fitting to me yeah in in a way where you're trying to talk about you know you know privilege and you're trying to talk about you know hierarchy and class so go on go on and relating it to things that we like, that we have covered on, like Lord of the Rings, like when you see the elves where they live and you compare it to real life, you're like, oh, of course it's Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's like, it's like almost, they, they have like magic nature to stay at the best optimal, like season temperature, everything. Yeah. And then there it's like AstroTurf and gold, like traffic bumpers on the median. <laughs> like, Well, it's like what the Shield of Light guy was trying to say, where he's like, uh, a majority of brights who are people who are powerful enough or chosen ones to carry a wand because if you carry a wand you explode um, are elves and isn't it kind of weird that elves run the world also they're the brights so it's like it, the system works in their favor because of some you know predisposed you know um, pr- prophecy that they say like they're the superior ones and orcs have to be like the lower class humans or the lower class and stuff like that so go ahead I uh I was very tickled about fairies a little bit, mm-hmm. but I got to say my, my favorite thing was seeing a dragon just flying in the background. Yeah. We didn't bring it up. Boy, do I want to know more about that. Or the centaur people. Yeah. Like they, they just very casually dropped in. It, it definitely helped to make the world feel more fantasy um to like there's a centaur over there and like i'm not really sure what that one over there is um i know there are orcs i know there are elves i know there are fairies uh oh a dragon hi um it, it they they did a good job of like dropping things in everywhere 
that made it feel a little more um, fantasy, but also could like get away with like driving down the street and it's all all humans primarily in certain sections too. I yeah. I don't I, I hate to keep doing and, and propagating the stupid uh, battle between Marvel and DC, but you guys are familiar with the memes of Marvel versus DC. Like yeah, they mm-hmm. show like How to Train a Dragon is a Marvel, and then Game of Thrones Dragon is a DC, where it's like gritty and dark and blah blah. And so mm-hmm. for me, now I just thought about it. You're like, a dragon's flying in the background? I'm like, oh, so like Onward is the Marvel version. And then Bright is like the DC <laughs> I version. I was going to say that. Yes, it and, really is. And it, it is kind of like that where it's just like this alternate take on modern society with fantasy creatures involved. And um, honestly, a lot of the criticism that happens um, in the film are primarily because people are like just logic, logic gaps. Like, hmm. why does the Alamo happen if orcs are around? Why does, why are, you know, why do fairy lives not matter is a thing when you have elves and you have dragons and you have all these other things. Like, how does human civilization happen since it started, since orcs and everyone has been around for 2,000 years? And if you think about it, quote unquote, logically, it's like, we don't even have that much recorded history of 2,000 years ago. So how do people remember, like, you know, like right now it's debated if, Jesus Christ of Nazareth was a real person or not, right? Like, what's recorded mm. history and how reliable is it? So having orcs and elves and the Stark Lord character and still have, like, a very modern L.A., there's still, you know, Poison and his gang. South Central is still South Central. Like, Beverly, like, um, just, just those kind of things that have stayed are remnants of our hum- of reality uh, have worked in tandem with the fact that, like, a whole new species of people we coexist with. And I think to me, that's like, a, yeah, it kind of quote unquote breaks the world building, but also it doesn't, shouldn't take away from the film's kind of conversations. It's trying to start. I think, yeah. I think there, I mean, it's interesting. There's a lot of people at large who, who, who downplay like kind of what David Ayer and I think uh, the filmmakers are trying to do. And to me, knowing what David Ayer does, it's very fun to see it. So, yeah. Um, it's just interesting to see like, oh yeah, like fairies are like kind of like pests and stuff like that. And it's like, if you think of in the, the lore of fantasy creatures and, and, and beings, like how, where do fairies lie in that? And it's like, I think a little bit of like Legend of Zelda where like, listen, mm. it's like, shut the fuck up. No one cares about you, Minna. <laughs> or shut the fuck up. And so anyways, Navi. so yeah, Navi, Navi, Minna, they're all the same character. They're all the same. Talk to you, give you, advice oh, okay. about the story that like, you're like no min, min, min is a bay so um but she's also annoying um josh sure. um i i like the dynamic um between uh will smith and joel edgerton's characters of like i i like their first shootout i think it's fun when he he's like you choose now to be awkward <laughs> how do you um, make a shootout awkward, awkward. yeah um, how's your holes um i loved the i thought it was a really cool scene to further the world of when they are taken by the orcs and they're in that scene and you're kind of getting a uh, church yeah you're getting i i loved the set but i also love just the you get to see different kinds of like orcs in terms and i'll get into that a little bit later but it's like the different personalities that they're, yeah, they just happen to be orcs and they have different personalities. Um, I thought people. that was cool. I, it was, it was very interesting to see 
well, what if it was a gang that was orcs? Um, and the different, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Um, I can't think of the word, but they, they have different things that they do, their own. Um, I can't think of the word. I totally forgot Discourse? the word. No. Lifestyle? I'll think Blogging, about it. I'll figure DIY, it out. TikTok. What, what does it have to do with? Oh, no, is their it own, like it's culture based? Um, or? Yeah, their own like culture based um, things that they do. It's a common word. Why am I forgetting it? English is hard sometimes. English is uncultured. hard. So uh, um, go ahead and move forward. <laughs> um, no, I you know I will say one real quick thing of like any of the faults that happen in the film, I will actually hands down be like I think Joel Edgerton, um, Jacoby. Um, Nick Jacoby really saves the day a lot of time. Like, um, he's able to emote pretty well in all that prosthetic. Even with all that prosthetic going and, on. like, you know, that's something with, like, a, a Ron Perlman from Hellboy, you know, gets away with and is able to do. And it's like, even though you have a giant jaw on your face, like, everything is in the eye. But something that happened with, um, um, it's when Ward is sent to kill Jacoby for the rest of the cops. Mm. And um, he's like, "How do you know it's, it's a different guy?" And then he he his nose flares up. Obviously, it's little effects, but he, it's that moment where he's like, "The smell." Like, and this is what I have to deal with all the time. And I was like, "It's a it's a I, to me." I thought it was a really good moment because it is those things of like, you never listen to the, um, the uh, the people who are marginalized, um, and the orcs are are those people. And you know, the film really does try to serve that. You know, orcs are the. Um, the amalgamation of all these communities in LA that are just like, you know, seen as lesser than, and, um, you know, Jacoby's, uh, journey through having to be a good guy, not being respected by his, you know, people and also being hated by the people he needs to make good on, you know, it's again, it's, I, I always go back and again, I'll say this in a weird way. As a kid, I really love Batman as an adult. I'm really starting to fall in love with Superman a lot more. Because of that refugee, that outsider story of like, you, no matter what good you do in the world, like it's just not good enough for other people. And yeah. um, uh, I really enjoyed like him becoming blooded. You know what he has to go through. He files down his teeth. He's called Round Tooth. Like those things, and it's called a traitor all the time. And even though it gets him access to orc communities, it's not without its sacrifice. It's it's price. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting to have Will Smith, who, you know, is, is you know, uh, you know, knock knock, or, or I mean, uh, surprise everyone, he, he's black, um, but like he's a police officer, and he's the one that says like, you know, fairy lives don't matter today, um, to be that character who, um, kind of tr- like uh, vessels the the thesis of the film of what lives really mean and different people's lives and how we appropriate cultures and stuff like that. Um, in a way where uh, I thought it was fun because Will Smith is also very charismatic. And in his later years, he's been playing off this more like angry character, not, not much of the, the happy, crazy, like what's happening, men in black kind of character, which tends to happen in his earlier career. But now he's Mm -hmm. more like, I've seen the world. I don't like it. And I don't got to deal with you. Like when he comes up and like poisons gang comes up and he has the shotguns like motherfucker. What? I'm like, Oh shit. Like (laughs) it's like, it's really cool to see, you know, the Fresh Prince turned to, to like, this South Central King, you know? And yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, um, it kind of delivers on a, um, yeah, it looks, surface level, it's kind of, I mean, it is gritty, but it's also a buddy cop film. Um, 
which I which I dig about it. Um, but also, I love the final scene where he's like, "Don't talk, don't speak," and then he just goes on this just like oh word vomit. <laughs> and oh, then yeah. finally, he goes and he delivers it at like what they want to hear of like there is no wand. <laughs> That was very painful to get through. I mean, it, it, that's that's almost such the the T of like a, a buddy cop movie of like the two people that did all the work have to make the higher ups feel like they're comfortable and they can't explain this to the press and there's no paperwork and I was like, God, that's yeah, such a, that's such a buddy cop like trope, which yeah. is really fun. Kaylin, um, Kaylin, so we've been talking about it, but is there like a favorite part that we want to like hone in on or favorite parts? Um, anything to do with how people react to the wand. That was that was what gave me like Life. the weight of the importance of the wand. Like because it, it wasn't until like I kind of knew that the cops were kind like corrupt. You could already get that kind of feel, but it wasn't until like everybody started reacting to it of being like, okay, we're just gonna kill him. We're gonna kill him. It's fine because we have a wand. Like why would we do anything else other than kill this person to make this go away? Um, and then, uh, when the gangs start trying to get it and like, and also seeing poison, like explain why he wants that wand to walk. Again. It's like they're, they're for selfish reasons, but not, it's not like he's like trying to take over the world or like he wants to expand, you know, the gang territory or whatever. He just doesn't want to have a stoma and <sighs> like out of his stomach all for the rest of his life. He wants to be able to walk. And like have make a more love to his life. old lady. Yeah, like he wants normal <laughs> life stuff. I mean, and that that's the commentary upon like why crime I think exists, and I think that's something that's not talked about a lot. Is like there's a criminal justice system, there's like crime, there's gangs, there's law enforcement. But I have been always been a big proponent, and I think the show The Wire really mm, explains yeah. it really well. Where it's like crime only really exists because the 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 current system doesn't work and it doesn't work for everybody and right. so like this wand you know like you have the police who want it exactly to your point like they want it so that they can get money they can they can do whatever they want and then you know the the gangs who are always seen as like oh these guys just want to kill people these guys just want to cause problems like they want it for to help their families out to yeah. take care yeah. of themselves they and want it for not, a different quality of life it's yeah, not it's, like to do violent things it's just like i just want to be able to walk I want to be able to and buy then, my groceries and not stress out or stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and and and, and I, then the elves come in, and then that's where it's like, you know, there's the, it. It's explaining like the the various classes and everything, but like the elves want it so that they can essentially do the like I'm going to be the trillionaire, like, and all of you are going to be under my foot, like that's yeah, yeah. It, to be a master they, they did race a very to good job with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's totalitarian. It's a little scary, yeah. but. It was cool like that made the like severity of the wand feel more real and it gave it like the weight of importance that I, I think if they didn't do it the way that they did it with the wand I wouldn't have cared about it I would have been like okay cool you got magic stick good job I, I also like the effect that it's, it's this bright ass stick that like <laughs> this bright ass stick because like you know you've seen wands and I've always been like it's a it's a stick it's a stick it's Dick. And like Harry Potter actually, you know, you know, for all its credit, it's like this one has a dragon's, you know, core and yeah. it. it has a, a phoenix feather in it. I'm like, cool. Like, it's not just a stick, you know, like yeah. there's something um, unique about it. Yeah, yeah. Where um in, you know, uh 
onward, it's just like it's a it's a splinter that you could magic and make into a bigger stick. And I'm like, but it's a stick. Um, <laughs> and it is a it, stick. And here it's like, oh, this looks like crystalline, maybe. Like when you grab it, it like glows of like the bright's color, and like a human bright has red, maybe. And it bleeds, and like it looks cool. It looks like it holds power. Look, and the idea, like, yeah, if you lose your your stick, then someone else can have your stick. And then, but this is like, if you if someone doesn't not supposed to have the stick, then they explode. I'm like, there's there's power into it. Yeah, yeah there's, there's yeah. Re- yeah. It's 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 like one of the better MacGuffins in film like history that I think I've seen. Um, that actually like pertains to the plot, why things people why things are happening, but also like. It, it allows it to explore a little bit, take a little remix on like the idea of what that thing is. I yeah. don't think I agree that it's one of the better ones, but I do think it was good for this movie. I think it's better than a box that glows. You, and you t- don't what, know. You don't know what's in it. Which one are you talking about? I'm talking about Pulp Fiction. Oh well, I haven't seen that. So that yeah, it's a box that glows, that and that's all you see. So, um, but I mean, there. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, what else? I like the I, I I think the overall thing that I like about the movie is it's I can't think of a moment where you're like, oh, they could have put what I mean is like so the world, they they built the world. They took something that, oh, what would this be like in the fantasy world? And there's and it's like it's not too far fetched in a sense of like oh, okay, there's this. It's not like they're hitting you in the face with, yeah, it's a fantasy film. It is what it is, but it's like, they're not like, I'm trying, it's not like watching Onward where it's like, oh, it's so fantasy, but it's like, this is like. It's just one step away from reality instead of like several steps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Like like, that guy swinging the sword? Downtown Hollywood. No, yeah. (laughs) I mean, and that's the cool thing. Like, I think David Ayer does a really, really good job of telling you what the the world is feels like. Like, if Mm -hmm. like you can close your eyes, like that's I I I know how that is. Um, Whereas other people who have like, and that's that comes a lot with like territory of like just shooting good coverage and then also shooting good like uh, uh, establishing shots, Um, being like, okay, we're in this part of. LA we're in this part of LA or we're at least in this part of a city that's not LA you know you can just be like oh this is the dirty part this is the clean part this is the the mm-hmm. the ratty uh, apartment that I look like look a lot like the ones I first lived in when I first moved to LA so I was like hmm interesting yeah. <laughs> very real hmm. um, I was like I, I see that I just realized so the opening sequence uh the mm-hmm. credits I really enjoyed walls. because it's because you get all the graffiti and like even like you're just getting a lot of uh, coverage, a lot of B-roll almost, that it's like, it's giving you exposition, which I like. I like well-done exposition where it's, they're just showing me. They're showing me the world. They're showing me graffiti. They're showing me like what kind of world we're probably living in. And I dig that a lot when it's not just like a character coming in and being like, this is like the real world, but in the fantasy, they're just showing us. And I dig it. It, it, mm. Yeah, and I think there there is a, a credence to having opening title credits versus not, and how well the two kind of um, serve the story in terms of a convention versus a, a contrivance. And um, it's it's really cool to kind of think like they use artwork that is very inspired in LA. And one thing also I want to shout out is um, one of uh, Josh and I 
Josh and my, Josh and my, I, whatever. Josh and I both know somebody um, who was in the film with his band. Hmm. Um, and it's the punk band that oh, they yeah. first go to before the uh, the titty oh, cool. bar. And they're called Corrupted Youth. Everyone check them out. Hey. They are in East L.A. Because I got to make sure it's right. Because David Ayer always represent them D- uh, East L.A. people. Um, and our, our friend, uh, I'm going to shout him out just to give his name, Raul Cuellar. Um, he's a dope, dope-ass dude. Such a cool dude. Um, Everyone calls him Giggles because he's very ticklish. Um, but he's just like the most metal punk dude. You wouldn't, like if you just heard him and you just talked to him and you didn't see him, you wouldn't expect that he would be so metal. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I remember see I remember when like um, the movie was like sl- like slowly coming in and like you started seeing the trailers for it. And I remember seeing like Instagram pics of the band and him and then all this orc uh, prosthetics. I'm like, is this gonna be a new music video? This is wild. And then I was like, oh, they're in the movie. And it just makes a lot of sense because David Ayer comes from that part of town uh, in LA. So it's like, again, I, I really had to give it credit to where credit's due of like, you know, you have Ryan Coogler who's gonna like represent Oakland as much as he can, where you have David Ayer is gonna just be like, I'm gonna bring as much East LA and the LA culture and South Central and everything like that as much as I can. The The parts that aren't, you know, Hollywood and, you know, the the valley and, and the the pier. But it's like, this is where he grew up. And uh, I, I really enjoy that he's able to kind of put that palette, that texture on top of um, the story that he's working within. Um, because this film could have also taken place in New York. And it would have mm. been, you know, pretty similar. But, you know, putting his own culture and flavor into it, I think is something that a director should strive to do a little bit more. Um, because it feels like they have personality other than just being subservient to the studio and the script. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, uh, if favorite parts, if I can shoot them off real quick, I think any part where um, I, I enjoy the buddy cop aspect of, of Ward and Jacoby um, of them, you know, having banter. It's like, I think you're missing out some love, which kind of doesn't make any sense because wife is pretty loving looking, but you just don't see them not have sex. Um, but like, the idea is like, give me the, is like, this is the face of someone who's really upset. It's like, give me the face of someone who's driving to work and shut the fuck up. And it's like, that's the <laughs> face right there. And it's like that kind of shit. Um, I do like the, you know, um, the conflict that Ward has to, like, I don't want this diversity pick in my car. He got me shot. Um, but I, I won't be a corrupt cop. I won't be a snitch because there is a sense of loyalty, if not, you know, um, honor amongst, you know, the, well, he said he would be done being a street cop if he ever snitched. Like, yeah. if he ever snitched on him, his job is essentially over already. Yeah, exactly. There's an honor. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's honor among thieves in that sense, where it's like mm-hmm. even if you do deplorable things that you don't do, there are some things you don't do. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed uh, Numi Rapace a lot as like a villain. Also, real quick, shout out to like Tika turning you know the assassin into like the most decorative wall art I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Like, that looks so cool. I was so confused by that. (laughs) I remember watching the first time and then rewatching and be like, is she like that? Is she just look like that all the time? But you you see through flashback that Tika turned her into that, which to me is like one of like, and the cool thing about David Ayer is like when he's allowed to bring in a little bit of the uh, Latinx and uh, Chicano, um, um, art styles. It's like he does real beautiful looking things. I think he just needs to take some time to do it. Like give him another like four more months of pre production to do it, 
and it would look really cool. But you know, it's like a run and gun, fast, lean film. Um, because like I thought she looked super cool the way she was like trapped in the wall in that sense. I was like, like it, it, it looked. I want to see more of that. You know, like more I of this like confused by stuff. it because I thought it was part of the like they were saying culty things, and it was like the the inferny. The, the Inferni, you had the Shield of Light. So I was like, oh, this must be the thing that they're worshiping. And that's why they're worried. I had no idea that was like a person until later. And then I, my brain was like, why is it this shape? Why not just make her like stuck in the wall? As like a, like, uh, that That was just a confusing moment for me. I was like, wait, are you, are you a mannequin? Are you, uh, you're human? Oh, you're human. Yeah, I, I had oh, that same. I had the same confusion when like uh um Layla 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 um mm-hmm. slices her throat and I'm like, but why? She I thought, but what did the wall person do to you? Like the wall person. But she was, didn't catch the traitor. The, yeah, exactly. But also like she was practically dead. Like she, there was no way for them to do anything about it unless she got her wand back. And I think that's a improbability at this point. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I got to kill everybody here so there's no witnesses and all that stuff because, it, you know the. At least the female elves that have blonde hair have like a sisterhood bond kind of feel. Mm-hmm. And so like to me, it's kind of like, oh, that sucks. And why would she give an, a random assassin her wand? You know, like there had to have been a... And maybe I'm Closeness. filling in the blanks a little bit and, and apologizing for the film too much. But to me, there has to be like a bigger reason for that other than just like, oh, here's another blonde person here to just have a wand. It's like, why? You know? So... Um, yeah, they were they were definitely... Like closer, but yeah, th- that was that was that was and, definitely and, a moment and, of confusion. You know, it, though it, to me, it comes back. It's to, very cool art. Like yeah. looking at it, I was like, oh my god, that is the coolest thing. I, I, I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at though. I wouldn't mind having that adorned into an art studio that if I had one. But um, like it, it, you know, it comes back at the end where Layla and Tika are is like, come back, sister, come back, and it's like she even all this stuff has happened. Like she still wants her to come back and. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little heartbreaking because it's just performed really well on uh, Numi's part. So, um, yeah, uh, I think that's most of my favorite parts. I mean, I could I could talk about a lot of things I liked, but those were yeah. my favorite parts. Should we go mm-hmm. on to favorite characters? Favorite characters. Um, so one, I mean, I feel like it's, if it's not Ward I, and I would Jacoby, say just pick two characters. But one has to be a side character that's not Ward and Jacoby. Yeah. And Jacoby and Ward are not one character. Yes. So, Caitlin, go ahead. <laughs> so, Jacoby for the main. And main, for main. side... Mm, I actually kind of want to give it to that bald elf dude. The, he was the horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Hiding he was like... The table. <laughs> Like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> when, when we got to that scene of him hiding under the table, I literally out loud went, oh, shit. <laughs> like, it's it was just, he was terrifying. Pulls oh, out of the, uh, the foosball pull out of his body and just comes back. And then he's like, and then you have him like standing there all broad shouldered in the rain, like, I'm coming for you, bitch. After he takes off the flaming jacket, like, you're just like, Jesus, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, Terminated in this bitch. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Josh, uh, it's gonna be Nick. Um, I I liked his journey. Um, I liked how uh, I like he he wanted to be a cop, and he is a cop. It's hard for him, 
but he's also got that, well, he's also an orc. And it's like he's not enough of either to be considered either. And mm. that's his struggle. And so it's, it's nice to see mm. at the end where he he's blooded. So, to, I mean, he's blooded <laughs> and he's accepted as an orc, but he's also accepted as a cop, which I dig. I like that journey where he's just he's just trying to be his most authentic self and he just happens to be two, quote, things that shouldn't be in one package. Um, so I like that. Um, and it, it, maybe not just like as a character herself, but she wasn't in there a lot, but I, like you were saying, Tom knew me, um, as the, as the bad guy. I just thought that she was cool. I've always been a fan of Numi anyway, but it was just, re- it was a really cool bad guy. When, when yeah, she shows, she was terrifying. Numi Rapace is like very beautiful and elegant in a way that's very non-traditional to American, I think. Mm-hmm. And when she came in, I was just like, damn, girl, I seen you right there. But also, because she had this, like, also power about her, too. But oh also, um, because, like, she had the, she had the, she didn't wear, like, you know, the, a skirt, a pencil, blah, blah, but she also she didn't wear. She wore a pantsuit with a lacy, like, it wasn't like the men in black pantsuit, you know what I mean? Under it was like yeah. a stylish suit that I was like, damn, girl, that's that's some queen shit, you know what I'm saying? You know, I was like, mm-hmm. and then so like when she went to go kill Ike Barinholtz, I was like, damn, girl, fucking move on that. You know, I mean, she, like, she has such a way where she like, it's, it's <gasps> poise, it's poise. When she grabs on the car and like slides with it in those, uh, oh, oh yeah. that was... That was cool. And I'll, I'll say, freaking David Ayer is really, really good at setting up, like, gunfights and action sequences. Like, mm. hands down, like, urban action sequences where it's, like, real, there's shooting, it's in a neighborhood. Like, he's, I think, probably the top of the class. Um, and also, shout out to Eric Barinholtz because he always plays, like, an asshole. But, like, in real life on Twitter, he's, like, super liberal and progressive. <laughs> Well, (laughs) just like he always plays like the terrible human being. Um, But uh, so you have Layla and you have Nick. For me, yeah, it's going to be Nick Jacoby. And then second um, is going to be, you know, this is this is like a psyker just to shout him out. I don't even know his name. But (laughs) I really I liked um, the uh, the human fed, the human federal agent who was just like. Oh, the red-haired guy? Yeah, he was just, like, so brutish, but then also he'd ask all the very vessel questions of the story. He's like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What's going to happen? And then, like, but then when he's up to someone, he's like, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, he's a a kind of nonsense ass-kicking cop, you know? (laughs) It's like, you know, he's not a no-nonsense, but he is a Mm -hmm. little nonsense. Um, And, you know, like, how he just, like, you know, there is a little bit of entertainment in a very terrible thing of like, you know, badgering the witnesses or all that stuff. So like he just plays that very, very well. And I was just like, I want to see more of him. More of him, please. Like, I would love to see that. Um, but yeah, so those are my favorite characters. And I mean Jacoby, like, like what Josh said, the battle of duality is um something I resonate with a lot. And I think um Joel Edgerton really brings that to the forefront really well. Um in his good matterness, but also in the sense of like he can be frustrated too. But also he's just like a all around good ass dude. Yeah. He's mm. a good ass dude. And then like, you know, Ward says like you're a good cop. And I was like <laughs> 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 So um now we get into uh 
the the hot part, the part that Josh hates the most because it's very uncomfortable for him. Um, no, the no. qualms and uh, and and gripes if you are of the a, grippy gripes, a, a different orc of a different clan. Um, wow. I mean, yeah, right. Um, uh, so, who wants to go first with some qualms, Caitlin? <laughs> who wants to go first, and why is it? Caitlin? What a very close-ended question. <laughs> oh my! All right. Um, so, for me, two. Uh, I am aware. <laughs> there, there, the two things are are kind of like a broader thing. Um, there were a lot of moles in this for me, like a lot. Um, the. Um, it just left things really open ended that I was like, what? But what are you? Okay. And it's gone. All right. Um, like the, the bald, yeah. yeah, the bald elf guy like hovers his hand over the baby. I think he's going to kill it. But with how culty they are about a lot of things, I was like, is he going to, like, is that a vessel for the Dark Lord now? Like, that was just like, he. it didn't look like a murder type movement. It just looked like a, my hand is over this baby now. Like oh uh, I I I I don't know if I didn't I caught more of it or I inferred more of it but it looked like he was gonna suffocate the baby and I was like oh that baby's it, dead that didn't make sense to me because like they were totally fine with him at first and then all of a sudden baby cries now everybody dies like oh well no it's when they said that there is an elf girl that went with them and the like, elf girl kills everyone mm. that's when that it switched I suppose I don't know that that was just a weird. That was a weird thing for me. Um, the the gunfire with the, the four cops when they were like setting off firecracker things everywhere, but there were only like, because it's only Ward shooting at the four cops, but there was like gun, there were like bullets pinging off of everything behind them, which didn't make sense to me. Huh? Because he's getting, he's getting shot no, at. No, 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 no. Behind the four cops. Oh, Okay. They had I was gonna say like, before, behind Ward. Bullets. I saw that. Yeah, that one made sense because it's like you got one guy and there's four people shooting at him. Um, but like behind the four cops, there was like ping, 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 ping all over the place. But then it was like later, Jacoby's like, "Yeah, it was like he shot one bullet," and I'm like, "No, there's all these little fireworks going off literally all over the screen behind them, while also being like you see, you the, see, a you little, see the individual bullets." Yeah, so it's like, why is one like fifteen feet away over there? What is? Why is that one over there? Like, because that... magic. Because he's a brain. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Magic. It's magic. No, yeah, that's um, like a continuity thing. I would, I would think. Yeah, I, I think but so. But also, it's a sense of like, one, it doesn't make sense logically, but two, it's like it looks. I think it, I guarantee it looks better. It just like looks more cinematic. Oh yeah, no, it it, it looks cooler. But, but for then, me, it was yeah. just like a. I but you but the grab and they and it, it just made me think oh he's a bad shot like it made me think he was a stormtrooper for a second oh, yeah. uh, I mean he's it, got you stormtrooper could just, syndrome yeah he got stormtrooper syndrome and he's supposed to be murdering these people and cops so, had the red shirt syndrome yeah they yeah. really did um, so it, I mean it was a lot of little things like that because I notice it all over the place of like extra extra special effects that didn't need to be happening. We're just like going all over the screen and that, you know, it's very hard for me to not pay attention to those things. Um, and uh, like moments that I feel like needed more time or a little bit more explanation got cut really short. I had to like go back through a couple of scenes when they were explaining like plot stuff being like, wait, who did what? Like, and this is relating to who? 
Um, so it was a lot of moles and feeling like the the because this film was like Bad Boys, Lord of the Rings, and a buddy cop movie. <laughs> like I mean, well, Bad Boys is a buddy cop movie. I just forgot that that was the genre, the time that I learned what that genre is. Um, but like, it, I had a hard time like tone switching mm. because like for for me and what I'm used to with fantasy is you've got that like seriousness of fantasy and then you've got buddy cop. So it's very hard to mesh the fantasy and the buddy cop together. I, the one f- like several sentiments I've seen is that it gets compared to Lord of the Rings, which I think is a little bit of a, well, it's, it's not fair. It's not fair. Yeah. It's very it's like I'm comparing, not, I'm comparing Burger King, Burger King, which is like in all intents and purposes makes a, pretty good burger if you're hungry versus a Michelin star restaurant. It's like, it's not fair, but I would say like this where a lot of people are like Lord of the Rings versus this. It's like, what if Gimli and Legolas had their own movie? Um, and there are races that don't like each other. Right. And elves thinks they're better than dwarves. Um, but at the very end of Lord of the Rings, it's like, um, I never thought I would die fighting next to an elf. And it's like, how about die fighting next to a friend? Um, and that happens in bright where, um, but not in the same degree. Right. And yeah. so it's to me, it's also different because Lord of the Rings is a little bit more hard fantasy versus this is a little bit more modern take and spin Soft of it. Fantasy. It's it's more I and I think the the um purpose of Bright is a little bit to just blend the two, but not have the I guess tent poles of both. You know, it doesn't have to be where it's like it's drugs versus like and it's a sex ring, or versus like it's the prophecy that we all know was actually very recent that we just got through this war. And so it's it, it plays a little milk toast between the two for its you know pros and cons. Yeah. And and I think that's kind of what the issue was for me tone wise is like I because I have the like extremes of those constantly playing in my head because that's what is is being drawn from, it's very hard for me to appreciate it not including those in my mind at all since they're already there. So if I had never seen either of those things before, I would probably have a completely different view on this movie. Um, But I have those things glaring in my head. And I also have like, you know, I'm used to the dopey, bald, uh, creaturey man being Dave Bautista. So (laughs) like the whole time I was like, this isn't Dave Bautista. I like this guy a lot. I really like what he was doing. I loved all of his performance and everything. But every now and again, I'll be like, oh, wait, it's not Dave Bautista. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. Like, uh, Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's actually like what I think a lot of the critics were like honing in on is that like they have these huge polarizations between the two genres. Um, right. And that this film, you know, tries to blend the two. It runs the risk of having that criticism. But also I think it's a risk that I think more filmmakers need to take where there needs to be martial arts in the urban world. There needs to be lightsabers within fantasy. There needs to be, you know, like if you're just going to let the world stay where they are, it's cool to have them, but then if you, it's it shouldn't be out of the norm to imagine if they were to coexist. Like yeah. Harry Potter should be able to fight Luke Skywalker. Why not? You know, like yeah. how... I mean, how- the the I think it... it it just didn't go deep enough in either direction. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was very firmly yeah. buddy cop, but it was commentary on like, like racial injustice at with the same time. With a skin of fantasy. With a skin of yeah. fantasy. 
And it didn't go deep enough in the fantasy for me to fully feel immersed in it. There, I remember actively feeling during like a good chunk of the movie, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is like the time where it's like, yes, fantasy, action, buddy cop, you have done all three, great job, I'm loving it, and then I fell out again. Like, This is why um, I picked you, Caitlin. <laughs> I mean, fair, but, but like, but it didn't carry the whole way through. And I think it is one of those things where if I watched it again and again, I'm sure it would grow on me in fondness and I would find new things about it all the time. But, but I think just the fantasy skin was not deep enough for me to, to be able to appreciate it in, in a way that it sounds like you and Josh do. Well, I was just going to Go say, because um, mine has to kind of do with that, is that it's, it, it suffers the, the thing that it's a movie. And it's not a series. It's not a series. And that's the thing for me is that it probably would have been better suited as a series where things can be because there's a lot that could be built within this. And Mm -hmm. because it is a new concept to me uh, into the world is that maybe we need a little bit more time with this, with this. It's fascinating to me. I think it's a really, really cool idea. And the things that you want to introduce with this world, it would have been really cool to have more time with those things instead of having something that has so much weight on it, so to speak, of like trying to introduce a lot of different concepts in terms of how big this world is and what can exist in this world and the um, problem with the wand or what's a part of society in this world. It's like it would have been really cool if we got like a 12-episode season or a 10-episode season where it's like we get... We could have gone to each of those worlds and seen like, yeah. oh, okay, you're giving it, it, it to me. You're, what were the you're, nine yeah. races and stuff like that? What was yeah. the war like? And um, I yeah, think that's why building I'm building on prophecies and and giving us a little like seeing all the street art one after another after another. I was like, okay, the Dark Lord is showing up, and then he never showed up, and I was like, oh wait. Well, that's why I am really excited for Dune. At the time of this recording, Dune is going to as a film, but then they're also going to have a companion series. Mm. And that's going to explore everything that's outside the Dune film or the Dune books. Good. And so, that's like, good. Dune I, is a lot. That's what I really like. Um, and I mean, uh, I'll let Josh do his qualms, but then I'll talk about my stuff later. Because um, uh, I don't want to do more than two qualms. Uh, one qualm I link to Caitlin. Uh, my second qualm, um, I really like the character of Nick. Um, and I think that though it delivers. Uh, comedic relief at times I had a problem with him being such an idiot compared to like yeah. the other orcs like when we were in like the um, the church the boss of the orcs seemed kind of an intelligent so person on top of it and I was like but Nick comes off as not yes he's sweet but he kind of comes off as an idiot at times and I'm like well he is a new recruit. Uh, no, like an idiot. Like he, he just didn't seem very smart. Yeah. And I comparing it, it to like, I was just kind of like, it's felt like a trope to me where it was like cliche where like, oh, he's an idiot. And he's, that's why he says funny idiot, things. And, okay. and I was like, I, yeah. it was just for me. I was like, he, I love his character in it, but he, he's, he's almost a joke compared to. Oh Yeah. Instead of being like, because he has such a cool storyline to me Com- that 
of this dichotomous nature that he has, I'm like, man, that's really cool, but he's an idiot. It's like, yeah. it's, it's different because he's like a child. Like, like bad boys, you have the two who are kind of on par, and then you have Lethal Weapon, and you have you know the old vetted, and then the young hotshot. But then the young yeah. hotshot is actually not. He's just brash. He just does dumb shit, but he's not stupid. Yeah. Whereas like Bright, you know, you have Jacoby who is like straight from the academy. And so like he doesn't have the street awareness of what's going on. But what he does bring is like a diversity thing. And it's a little political. And that's why they kind of spin it in the way where like there is a lot of politics at play. But also like um, – and I think it's kind of like to the point to throw in the good heartedness out of it where like knowledge comes with jadedness and purity comes with – you know, good intention or it comes with a little bit of like naivete. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it plays into that. I see that. Yeah. Uh, is that your only two? Well, our rule is two. Yeah. So yeah, I'm two. only going to do two. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, for me, um, I actually have issues with Ward as a character. Um, really? Will Smith's character because um, the, I, th- I see what they were trying to do with his character of like, he's the one that has to redeem himself. Um, and it's interesting if you look up the name, you know, Ward, you know, it's like to be under the guardianship of someone else. And then you look up Jacoby, which is act- is if you look at the root, it means to supplant somebody and to replace them. Um, so like trying to see like if those name plays came into it, it doesn't really. So those are just names. Um, <laughs> but I did all this extra homework. Was it helpful? Yeah. No. And I mean, to me, again, I'm very particular in like the naming of my characters. And so like if they're not very traditional, they better mean something um like ezra bridger from star wars rebels he bridges the worlds together like it sounds good um it's like that's smart um but anyway so um ward he i you know they introduce him with his family and his daughter and uh, his daughter is upset with him being a cop because this is done you know post 9-11 and you know the idea of police brutality and stuff like that is pretty prevalent um and she says, nobody likes cops. And um, I think that's a very interesting thing to use um, because um, there's a lot that Ward has to live for, right? But then in the end of the day, his main journey and thesis of the film is that he has to um, take in Jacoby and learn that he is an equal and he's not uh, a detriment and that he has something to offer and that you can trust orcs, even though at the very beginning of the film – he tells that, oh, well, orcs are are equal, not because, you know, just, you know, even though they're different. And then, you know, you have them say, fairies' lives don't matter today. And it's like, I don't know what the idea of equality is a little bit um, because you don't yeah. give a shit for one life form versus another. But if you think of it like fairies as like rats and rodents, then it's like, cool. But also, you know, the idea of what race is in this universe, like how different are orcs to fairies and then what's the difference between fairies to humans? You know, what's the level of that? And that comes to like a world building piece, but more of just a Ward's character. Like, um, he has a lot to live for. Um, but then they have him where he's kind of like the old rugged Bruce Willisy broken down cop. And, you know, Jacoby's like, you are a good cop or he says something like, can we, are, would, are we friends? And then Ward says, you don't want me as a friend. And it's like, but why not? You have a good family life. You have, you're trying to sell your house. You're looking at retiring. Like you haven't fucked up your, your, your police record. It looks like, it looks like you're not about that brutality life. Um, 
So it's it's interesting that what they were trying to do, and I think that's a little bit of like we can't have Bruce Willis, or Bruce Willis, uh, Will Smith play. And I say Bruce Willis because I think of the John McClane character, and that's what this mm. kind of is. Because John McClane yeah. is like got nothing; he's got nothing, and that's what this kind of is. Where it's like the characterization has nothing, but you know, the first thing he does is call his wife, leave town, and that's all we see. So it's like cool, um, and. You know, we don't know a lot from Jacoby, and it's because we're supposed to use Ward as a surrogate for the audience to learn more about orc culture and blooded and orcish and all this stuff. Um, where it should have maybe shown that Jacoby has the family and he has something to live for. Yeah, he's willing to die on the line. And I think David Ayer does this really well with End of Watch. Um, but then, so you have. The guy who has something to live for and the guy who says, like, you don't want to be friends with me. I'm a bad guy. I'm, and he's like, I used to be I used to be like you. I used to be a good cop, and, but now I just pretend to be a good person. And it's mm. like, but you are a good person. You're a dad and you're a wife, a husband, and you're trying to sell your house and you're trying to do right by your, your family. And you don't want to turn in this guy for shitty reasons. So it's like, you are kind of good, but you think you're, think you're bad on yourself. And then he tells Jacoby, it's like, you're hard on yourself because the world's hard on you. And it's like, but you're also hard on yourself. And I was like, maybe... There should have been a, something a little bit more between that. But um, Will Smith is just like super charismatic and enjoyable to watch regardless. So it's like you kind of go to sleep with those issues. And it's like the character doesn't match the performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's very interesting. Um, and then uh, the second qualm um, is, you know, I think it's more in the sense of I... I, and it's something I really wanted to stay away from, but it's something that I think I do kind of agree with. And it's not like a big qualm. It's not like, I condemn it because of this, but it's like, ah, I could see that. Um, there is like a conversation of characters are used a lot more to deliver con- uh, um, concepts. Um, mm. but the daughter, everyone hates cops. Um, the, 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 the four cops who are particularly white, except one Asian woman, are the corrupt people. The federal agents are just like the out of town people who are impending and actually helpful. Um, you know, there, there isn't a lot of like characters are doing something outside of their function narratively. Yeah. Um, and I think that delivers of plot delivers of plot, but also delivers of like the, what the world is and not what the characters are like characters. Technically, if it's really well fleshed out, they are, products of their environment not the environment as a product of the character um and this a little feels a little bit like the characters are products of writing and it's like this character represents this and it's only going to exposition serve, man number one yeah, yeah. Only <laughs> serve that function um and uh even though they're like well dressed in a way where it's like this feels like i could see this kind of person this feels like i could see this kind of person it's the difference between um i think a stereotype versus an archetype you know, mm. where it's like they play this archetype versus they play this stereotype. Um, and this one mm. has a little bit too much on the archetypal archetypal stance where it's just like, you know, you don't have like a Transformers where you have the the black robot who's like, yeah, yeah, what's up? And you're like, oh, God, why? Um, where it's like, uh. it's federal agent man in a suit. You know, it's like there is cool assassin person who's bald. Of course they are. You know, uh, you can't uh, have, of course they are. You can't have a dude who's got a ponytail for no reason, apparently. You know, like it's that kind of stuff where it's like, oh, there is gangster because they're a gangster. That guy's there got is tattoos. There's prophecy man. Yeah, it's like there's tattoos everywhere. So he's probably this way. Um, and they serve in a sense where 
it's like, cool, this is the pressure. And then it serves for the genre, but I don't know if it serves for a fleshed out novelization, um, mm. which isn't what the film is. It, the film is a film. It, it has a beginning and it has an end. Um, so it gives you all the ideas, but then it doesn't let you kind of attach yourself to them. It lets you just be like, oh, I understand the conversation that's happening at every point. So like, that's why with the, the gun shooting part and all those sparks flying off, it's like, it's not about him killing people. It's about him saying no to police corruption, saying no to killing my own, like, like my, my partner who's a good guy in order for me to make financial gain. And so that's why it's such an important cinematically shot scene that makes no fucking sense. Um, that's why I'm like, uh, and that's why I forgive a lot of things where it's like, I understand the conversation you're trying to have, even though you're stuttering along the way. Um, because you're, you're throwing them at me, babe. You're, it's hot and heavy. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Like, I get it. Um, but yeah, those are my two qualms. Is Ward as a character kind of doesn't make sense. And then the the archetypal versus stereotypal characters are a little ham-fisted. Um, so yeah, now we go into the rating. rating. And so for drama Who purposes. Who could possibly be the grump? I know. Someone who took 20 minutes to go over their qualm of gunfire. Anyway, so Josh, you are first because you have no votes on you. Love it. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this a 3.8. 3.8 for the Josh. Okay. Oh, I, I'm next. Um, yeah, that's right. You are, Tom. I was going to say, because I, 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 I miss the days where I was voted a lot, but they would vote me for things that's like, the Dark Knight Rising. Like, why, why would I be the one? Because um, it was funny. Um, so for me, this actually it would be a solid, solid 3.7. 3.7 for me. Um, and I think I was like, is this a thing where it's like, because I really, really enjoy the 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 way it's shot, the cultural aspect. It's just so much LA in it, where it's like it feels like any other David Ayer film, except they slap on a little bit of the overbearing orcish cultural nuance of like racism, um, which was kind of fun. And it got my parents to be like, Oh, fantasy stuff. And I'm like, finally, cause they only just want to watch fucking Denzel kill a bunch of people. And I'm like, can you yeah. watch something like different outside Not of the genre? That. And like um, something with magic involved. And so, um, I appreciate that, but it's not in the master, master, masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, for, world. For me to explain a little bit, I mean, it's, I really liked a lot about it, um, but it has, there are some things about it that kind of make me not need to watch it again. Um, hmm. I'm excited for the sequel. Um, I'm interested to see it uh, in the hands of a different director. Um, so I, Michael it, it is one of those things that it's like, oh, this is really cool. I don't really need to watch it again, but it's not totally terrible either. So it's it, that's one of those, yeah. Kayla, and and actually in all mine, I actually would watch it again. I'm like, this is really enjoyable for me. And not saying yours is lesser or anything, but I was like, oh, you know what? I could I could just turn this bitch on. You're just your personal flavor. That's yeah. all. Uh, three point four. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. That's what I, I thought. Everyone. I know. Everybody thought. I, I appreciate the conversation. <laughs> I I like I get what they were doing. Um, but I just, I, the immersion I took out, I was out multiple times thinking about, you know, 
it 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 wasn't like a I couldn't appreciate the how they did things because too much was happening. Like there were too many layers happening all at once. I understood them. Like I knew what they were going for. But things were happening at a breakneck speed sometimes. It was breakneck it was like, speed. Next fact. I, I think this is going to be something where when Bright 2 comes out, I'll probably like that movie a lot. Because it's like, done all I the heavy lifting here. With all of the, all of the information. Um, yeah, I think it could have been in a different format. And it like if this was a show, I would probably love that. Like that would, I would be all about it. And they would have time to like visit each individual aspect of like the problems that it's tackling. But it just happened so quickly. And there was like prophecy stuff and Dark Lord and and like the the way that they were shooting things was to infer like uh the you know bigger story stuff. And it was just it, it was too much all at once. That's that's the the crux of it all. Too I'll, much all at once. I was actually gonna say that um the whole like break of immersion thing. If you watch like the latter half of the film versus the first half of the film, they feel like two different movies. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't like the latter half because I've said before, fantasy is not my shit sometimes. Like See. I enjoy it, but I enjoy way more like urban, modern, like shit's happening. And in- I enjoy the latter half rather than the first. Yeah. So but it's very it got it's, too it, confusing for the latter half because there was so much happening in the first half that they were trying to explain of like set up how the world works that it was harder to enjoy the second half as more fantasy because so much cool stuff was happening, but it just didn't, it didn't feel, you know, Succinct. the through line was a little harder for yeah. me. Yeah. Nice. Well, there uh, you have well, it. I'm a grump. You I'm a grump. grump like uh, I thought. Shout out to <laughs> Mitchell and Andrew who voted for Caitlin. Um, Y'all know me and too also well. shout out to Josh who also voted for Caitlin. Yeah. And also shout out to me, who also <laughs> I'm not shouting. We're making shout outs to the Nerd on Nation. I'll shout out, I'll shout out to the Nerd on Nation, but y'all can <laughs> sip your tea um, elsewhere. Awesome. Everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. That has been our conversation on Bright. Reach out to us. Let us know what you thought about Bright. Slip inside into those DMs, as Tom says. And, I don't and know thank you, say. Chase, for, for yeah. reaching out and and recommending this one. Yeah, you definitely. Know, the more you guys say, as Tom likes to say, it's the less I say it now. <laughs> I know. And it's like, Tom I have likes not, to do things I, out of spite. Just I have yet to y'all. say it in a long time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I get quoted a lot, but I haven't said it. Yeah, in you like do. Years. That's um, how it works. But no, yeah, um, let us know what you think and also comment on and rate and review and all that stuff, baby. Mm-hmm. And jo- as Josh will drink, you know, it's that uh, we love you guys. And go ahead, Josh. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you all. Um, Yeah, as Tom so flippantly sled. Slays? Sled. I slay, Um, bitch. Slays. Uh, Do stop by, rate, and review us wherever you do. Um, Tell us what your favorite episode has been, favorite moments. Um, These kinds of things, like Caitlin has said in the past, these reviews do, it makes us feel warm and fuzzy. And like when we get them, we all celebrate. We screenshot it and we share it with each other and we're like, we're this like, is oh God, exciting. You guys see? They, they um, feel like a mama bird chewing up some food and throwing up into the baby bird's mouth because it's nutritious for us and allows us to grow. Oh. Ding! I, or it's like a warm hug. How about that one? It's either... Doesn't, doesn't make you throw up in your mouth a little bit like Tom's did. I, th- that's how they eat. That's how they survive. Don't, don't, don't animal habitat shame. Josh? <laughs> don't bum my help. mellow. <laughs> <laughs> um wow i 
Well, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> uh, share us with your friends and family. Uh, that kind of that does help us grow. Uh, if you're new to Nerd On, welcome. Bienvenue. Hi. Uh, do stop by our website, nerdon.tv. It has all of the information of all of the things that we do, and we do a lot. We uh, have two YouTube channels. Uh, we make gaming content. We also are on Twitch pretty much every day. And if we're not on every day, there's probably a reason, but usually it's every day. Um, but yeah, that's been it. Thank you so much. Uh, we love you all. You know the drill. As always, Nerd On. Ending Broadcast.